ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the Haunted Visions podcast. We are dedicated to stories of the paranormal, spine chilling history, and adventures into the darkness of the unknown. So grab a flashlight. Lock your doors, curl up under your blankets, and prepare to be scared. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Haunted Visions podcast. My name is Brandy, and with me, as always, is my partner, Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. Hey, good morning. Hi, everybody. And so today we're going to talk about... um, we're going to talk about creepy crawlies, things that, um, you know, we've heard that happened and mm-hmm. and it just kind of literally it makes your skin crawl or your head itch. You know, when somebody says they have lice or they've seen bed bugs or whatever, and automatically you just start. Actually, I'm going to do that now. Scratch back <laughs> my head. There, and there's are all kinds of stories that yeah. some of them are urban legends. But guess what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're going to find out that some of them are true. So that's you know, perfect, perfect <laughs> thing to do. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to let Rachel go ahead and get started on this. Yep. And so tell, tell me more about things that crawl in my body and live. So creepy crawlies. This is a uh, combination of a few creepy crawly urban legends. Ever heard of the tale of someone who had a paper cut on their tongue and got cockroach eggs stuck in the cut from leaking envelopes? Or perhaps you have heard of the far-fetched story of an unlucky gal thinking that she just had a really bad pimple. And as it turns out, it's a nest of baby spiders that pops and covers her entire face. Now, I've seen that in horror movies sometimes. So it's cool. We'll debunk it. Everybody, bear with me. (laughs) Good Lord. You should see Brandy's face right now. You guys would crack up. Um, so, or have you heard of the various bugs laying, uh, getting into someone's ears or laying eggs in there as they slept? Well, I heard about all these gross and creepy urban legends back when I was just a wee child in elementary school, Brandy. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's where we hear about a lot of things. Right. And well, I wasn't very fond of bugs, so that shit haunted my nightmares for years. So needless to say, I thought it would be interesting to dig in and do some research to see if any part of these legends had any truth to them. So now if you're squeamish, I totally understand if this episode isn't for you, but maybe you're like me and have a bit of morbid curiosity for creepy and gross things just as much as scary stories. 
So I will list the stories behind each urban legend as I heard them back in my younger days. So the first one is the poor postal worker or the sad secretary. Um, One poor bloke gets stuck with an envelope licking duty, spending countless hours having to lick envelopes. Lord knows that poor sap probably had a drink, had to have a drink or, you know, a couple beers or something after his shift was over just to get that nasty ass envelope glue taste out of his mouth. Um, So anyway, while licking the edges of an envelope one day, the dude gets a paper cut on his tongue. You guys can see where this is going. (laughs) Usually this wouldn't be that big of an issue, but um, by this time there would be, there were small um, cockroach eggs freshly laid on the glue of the envelope. And unknowingly, the guy goes about his business and keeps licking the envelopes. So a week later, the man feels a lot of soreness and pressure on the tip of his tongue where the cut used to be. He looks at a mirror, pokes and prods at his tongue, and is faced with the feeling that something is stuck inside of his tongue moving around. Oh. <laughs> As he, he's pushing on his tongue some more, um, he push, push, pushes, out pops a few tiny baby cockroaches. Gross. Oof. I know. So try to hold on to your lunch. We're going to go about debunking the myth. Okay. So those some versions of the story say that when it's a woman who suffered this fate and that she actually had to go to a doctor to have a strange sister move from inside her tongue, which turned out to be a cockroach or two. But neither version is true. Um, back in the 90s, of course, I'm finding a lot of things coming up in the 90s when the web was getting more popular. Right. Um, you know, when chain mills were super popular, um, the story began to take off. People were disturbed by the story and knew nothing about cockroaches, uh, so they began to fake information and send it on to their friends and relatives. Good old chain mail. Side note, I'm really glad that I don't get that shit anymore. Um, now I just get emails about how royal African princes want to marry me and split you know, their enormous wealth with me. Uh, clearly. But never mind that. That's another story. <laughs> uh, according to Orkin, a professional pest removal service, cockroaches don't typically lay individual eggs. They lay eggs in a casing that hardens over a short period of time, and sometimes as many as 50 or so eggs are actually inside this casing. And the mama cockroach will carry the egg case around with her until the eggs are ready, or sometimes she'll leave them in like a dark place and let them kind of hatch on their own accord. So that just debunks right right there. There's not going to be one little tiny cockroach egg being laid on envelope glue just by itself. That's just not going to happen. So anyway... Um, you know, she'll leave something in a nook or cranny. The eggs can hatch on their own. Right. And plus, to completely take down the myth, uh, doctors say a simple paper cut on the tongue would not be big enough to contain cockroach eggs or an egg casing. So it's it would have to be seriously a huge gash. I mean, you would have had to really... Like slice your tongue. Yes. Like something terrible would have had to happen for it to even be big enough to hold one of these casings. Right. Um, but okay. So just, you know, to be devil's advocate, let's say something happens and you do happen to get one or two eggs or like an egg casing in your mouth. Well, it doesn't matter because human saliva is so acidic anyway, it would kill the eggs immediately. Oh, it, good. You would just ingest them, which is gross. I know, but, but better than them laying and coming out, you know, right. Alive Nasty. And happy. Sorry to break the news folks, but there's actually a lot of stuff in your food that the FDA still approves that you don't know about. So I'm sure you've actually digested worse. But then what? Well, um, you know, the saliva, after it would absorb the egg casing or, you know, completely destroy it, it would basically make the eggs its bitch. So you don't have to worry about that. So now on to the next creepy crawly urban legend. And trigger warning, arachnophobes should probably fast forward through this a bit unless the cockroach part scared you away already. (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> and I know you don't really, is it you, Brandy, who doesn't really like spiders? No, I don't care about spiders. You don't care about spiders. Are you more grossed out by cockroaches? Uh, they're gross. They don't freak me out. Yeah. No, I'm I'm more of a, a snake freaker outer. Ugh. Well, I I don't like snakes that much either, so I don't think I'll bother with stories of snakes. So you mm. don't have to worry about that. Good. But anyway, so number two, spiders be sneaky little dudes. I am sure a few of you have heard this little gem of a story before. A woman goes on a vacation somewhere exotic, like a jungle, someplace tropical. Maybe she's got a lot of money and she goes, you know, spelunking somewhere in Bora Bora. Screw spelunking. (laughs) At some point while sleeping, she gets bitten by a spider and then the spider proceeds to lay eggs inside of the bite. Ugh. The woman heads home after her vacation, and then a week or so later, she'll notice a spot on her cheek. The spot will be red and inflamed, and sometimes it's reported the spot itches or feels hot to the touch. And Yeah, because it's infected. Right. So I don't know if you use, every now and then if I hear some stupid story or something like that, I'll get on Snopes.com mm-hmm. and look, because I trust that website. They debunk a lot of stuff. And if something's true, they'll they'll happily admit it as well. Right. So I use that a lot, especially for like different scams that go around. Are things true? Are they not? But anyway, so I looked on there and along with a couple other places, and it says that this story became popular in the 1960s, but there are other myths that were written in the works of fiction decades earlier that may have triggered others' fascination with this urban legend. So there was a book that was written back, I think, in the late 1800s that kind of talked about um spiders biting you and trying to lay eggs on you it wasn't it didn't pertain to the face necessarily so it's not directly in line with the myth Mm -hmm. but people have always been fascinated and scared about bugs and if you remember like i want to say it was like the the 50s and whatnot when all those like gigantic right the the movies would come out with the gigantic spiders or from outer space right things like that so anyway i'm gonna let you take over now brandy perfect so let's break down this myth. Yeah. Um, firstly, <laughs> firstly, uh, spiders don't like people. Nope. And many people feel the same way. So whatever. <laughs> uh, they like to ha- to hide in dark crevices and lay eggs somewhere away from predators. Spider eggs need uh, oxygen to survive up until the day they hatch. Plus, the human body is a little too warm for eggs to thrive. That's why spiders tend to lay eggs in cooler, darker, and damper spaces. Uh, Spiders don't want to work harder at laying their eggs either. Biting through the tough layers of human skin and burrowing their eggs into the bite is just a lot of hard, unnecessary work. So spiders are like me like that. Let's just not... Oh, and laying and, you know, even creating a web is going to take them a couple solid hours to do. That just sounds like a lot of work to bite somebody. It is a lot of work. Uh, if spiders like that way of doing things, we would all be walking around with giant spider sacks under our skin. That's a nice thought. Picture there that. There you go. Yummy. <laughs> there are plenty of stories across the internet of people having spiders crawling inside their noses or ears, which uh, then get removed by a doctor. But the whole laying eggs in someone's cheek is just another urban legend. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about bugs in your ears. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> this story is all too common. Uh, Every once in a while, you know, you scroll through Facebook and you'll find some sort of heebie-jeebie video that someone has shared a story uh, talking about creepy crawlies either climbing into a person's ears or laying eggs in someone's ears as they slept, Um, you know, and it's one of those morbid curiosity things. You read the nasty news and end up finding out that the little article was fake news. 
So alternative facts. I, alternative facts. <laughs> Everything on the internet is not true. In yeah. case anybody didn't know that. <laughs> Any. Anyway, to um, to utter shock and horror, uh, when we when we began researching this egg laying urban legend, it turns out that there are quite a few occurrences of this actually happening. Mm-hmm. So now everybody needs to sleep with cotton balls stuffed in their ears. I will probably start doing that. <laughs> there have been countless news reports of moths, fruit flies, spiders, cockroaches, bed bugs, and even June bugs getting stuck in people's ear canals. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part of this urban legend is that if a bug does get stuck in your ear, it'll eat its way to your brain. That's a so, little ridiculous sounding, but some people are gullible. Hey, so that part's not true. They're not capable of digging into your brain, so there's just no cause for alarm. If you get one, you know, just go to the doctor. Um, But let's just say you have a very determined bug crawling your ear. (laughs) Odds are you'll feel the pain of having a foreign object pushing against your eardrum, and you will hear the loud scratching noises. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just go to the doctor and get it looked at. Um, Your brain's not going to be justified, but or jeopardized but my god you know if you hear scratching and nobody else hears it you need to get to a doctor quickly immediately Uh, a bug does would crawl in the ear for shelter darkness and moisture that's why most people find spiders and little pill bugs in their basements or in dark corners in their bathrooms and kitchens these little guys just want to be left alone to hide Uh, though you can scour the web and find many videos of insect removals from human ear canals don't I we don't recommend that is particularly if you're squeamish mm-hmm. um, you'll find pictures in several videos uh, but it's really not that common which and, yeah. you know is why they video it right I mean you'll find tons of them but really like it's just small percentage of the population sure recently a man in Australia paid his doctor a visit after a few days of having pain in his ear turned out there was a cockroach living in there <laughs> fun fact the dude uh, tried using a vacuum on his ear to suck out the bug. He stuck the hose to his I ear. I would. And <laughs> I would just, for real. <laughs> that just sounds like, really? That's so. That's what you're going to try? Like, I would try, f- like, flushing my ear out oh, with no, something. Oh, no, dude, I would totally try a vacuum cleaner. I'm with that guy. <laughs> uh, one poor guy got a decent-sized moth stuck in his ear. The moth was promptly removed by a doctor using forceps. Uh, the moth was alive and flew to the floor after being removed. Sweet. They saved him. Isn't that nice? That's a That's, warm, fuzzy story. Yeah. Uh, another story of bugception is that of a woman known as Miss Lee. Miss Lee. Mm-hmm. She reported an itchy sensation in her ear, and doctors found a fuzzy little spider burrowing near her eardrum. They used saline to flush the little guy out, which, by the way, is apparently the most sensible thing to do if you find yourself with an awkward an unwanted tenant taking up residence in your ear canal. (sighs) I'm going with the sweeper thing. Doctors recommend uh, to flush out the pest so they don't burrow deeper in your ear. However, if they don't want to come out the easy way, doctors will remove them with very long forceps. And in the case of Miss Lee, this this happened in in China in a Chinese hospital a couple years ago. 
And I don't know that her name was officially Lee, but they called her Miss Lee because she wanted to be anonymous. Well, sure. So <laughs> she just wanted to like, tell people, hey, I have spiders in my ears. No. But this thing is actually really fuzzy and really furry and freaky looking. You can see all its little eyes when they take a little camera and look inside. So um, I know that's going to probably gross a lot of people out, but I'm going to share that to our, our Facebook group so you guys can see what these poor doctors like. They were like, hello, you know, what they saw. But they this thing was actually biting the inside of her ear canal because they she it knew that they were trying to get it out well sure and he like was trying to like sink his fangs in so that they couldn't remove him so that's why they ended up having to use saline because they thought if they reach in there with forceps he's just gonna burrow deep burrow deeper yeah yeah Ugh. i'm out yeah uh again <laughs> the vacuum seems like a viable option right i would have thought that you know with for like a little beetle or bug inside your ear it would work you'd think i don't know i don't know um, if this if it gives you any inner peace, there are so many insects around you at any given time, it would blow your mind. Mm -hmm. But these little creepy crawlies aren't doing any harm. They don't really want to bite you and lay the, lay their eggs in your face or crawl <laughs> into your ear while you sleep. But sometimes it happens, and you end up at the doctor's office getting a moth pulled out of your ear. But they offer good meds and psychologists for the aftermath. So... If you're if you're anything like me, actually, you probably have the uncontrollable urge to take a Q-tip to your ears and give them a good scrubbing. But you know, again, you're not supposed to do that. Don't put stuff in your ears, even though we all do. We all get in there and dig around with a Q-tip. <laughs> we are not supposed to do that. No. Uh, but that's how your eardrums get popped. That's how people mess up their ears constantly. Yeah. So when you go to sleep tonight, try and think about happy thoughts like butterflies. On second thought, maybe try not to think about any kinds of bugs before bedtime. No. Yeah. Well, so. I, there was a, a time when my brother was about five years old. And kids go through this fascination phase, I think, where they want to put things up their noses or in their ears or just. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I, I wonder if this will fit. Right. Well, when my brother was five, he tried to put a cricket in his ear and my mom walked in on him trying to do it and the cricket was actually pushing she said awake she it didn't well, want to sure. go in his ear it's like i don't want to go in there it's oh just my funny gosh. my brother boys bless his heart yeah boys are weird love their hearts boys yeah. are weird weird little individuals yeah and it doesn't get any better as you get older <laughs> so that is that is all for that particular story nasty creepy crawly bugs yes um and so now we're going to First of all, if you have any stories, um, if you have any stories that you'd like to share with us, please go to our um, go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page at Haunted Visions uh, on Facebook, or we have a um, you can email us your creepy stories at hauntedvisions at gmail dot com, um, and you know join join our Facebook group. Um, we have a good time. We've got a lot of great people on there. Mm -hmm. um, and for any of you that, interest, that are interested, we do have a Patreon um, account set up. It's patreon.com slash hauntedvisions. Uh, we do appreciate we've had some donations, and we do appreciate that. Um, yes. And we'll give uh, shout-outs to all the new people um, at a later date. As they come on, we'll get you. Um, but we do appreciate that. Every little bit helps. Um, we're just a small little podcast, and so we're... We're trying to, you know, kind of get off the ground a little bit. So we do appreciate that. But Rachel has a listener story that she is going to share with us. Okay. 
So this is from one of our listeners who's also on our little group page called Jennifer. And um, so she starts off with, hello, Brandy and Rachel. I'm going to start with a hello. So I'm going to start with a ghost story. Um, If you want to do anything fun and you live where I live, you have to drive about 20 miles throughout the countryside until you get into the city. Although uh, along the way, there are two small towns, one of them being just the high school and a gas station. Uh, The miles in between are just highway and wheat fields. When I was about 20, my friend and I had been to a concert and then dinner. So we were driving back to my house and it was around 2 a.m. It was in the middle of the summer. We had the windows down and we were playing this game we had made up involving switching the radio stations. We had just passed the school and we were maybe a mile out. She was laughing and changing the station and I was driving and all of a sudden this guy just appeared on the shoulder in our headlights. I wasn't driving on the shoulder, but I'm always watching for deer and I swerved and yelled and then she yelled as we passed him. She didn't see him at all. I, on the other hand, had seemed to have seen an awful lot because I can totally describe him. This is weird because I am not as observant in the least bit. (laughs) Yeah, at least she's honest. He had uh, shaggy dark blonde hair and he was wearing an open Hawaiian type shirt with a t-shirt on underneath, cargo shorts, high top sneakers, and he had this real distinctive kind of walk, like maybe a basketball player. Anyway, we tried to make up stories about where he was going, what he was doing, and there were no other cars. Nothing was parked on the side of the road. There's no houses. So we decided he must be headed toward the school, and that is a boring story. So who wants to think about that anymore, right? Well, here we go. About five years later, I got this job where I had to get up at 3 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Oh, God bless you. Yes. And drive into the city. This time, it was in the dead of winter and the plows hadn't gone through the road yet. So I was just driving in the tire tracks of a car that had gone before me. I was in I was in the same general area, maybe a mile or two from the school, when I see something on the other side of the road. I thought it was a deer and I started to slow down. Not that I was going very fast to begin with because, you know, snow. But as I got closer, it was him. Oh, no kidding. Five years Ew. later. Here's the freaky part. He had the same walk, same shirt, same shorts, same shoes. Walking Mm. on the shoulder on the opposite side of the road, but this time because he was going away from me. And there there was a fresh fall of snow and he was walking on the shoulder free and clear, still in that summer night outfit like he was heading towards school. I can't explain it, but I got cold all over and my heart did that plummety thing that sometimes happens when you get really bad news. And not an okay story, but nothing has ever scared me um, like that ever again in my life. And then she sent me another part to this email. I'll, if with her permission, Jennifer, if you're okay with this, I'll post this to our group page too. Um, It's a story um, that she sent along with a picture. And it's about her going to this little winery and then you see this freaky picture. So I'm going to tell the story and then we're going to have to post the photo for everybody because it's very weird and you can definitely see something. So she says, my friends came over to visit and we decided to go up to this place called Arborcrest. It's a 21 and over wine vineyard that has this huge estate you can tour. And when it's in season, there's live concerts and stuff like that. When we went, it was out of season and just popped in to see if we could do a wine tasting. The whole place was closed except for one bored guy who was doing the tastings if anyone came up. He was like maybe 22 and reading a book when we got there. 
He was one of those oversharers who told his whole life story to us <laughs> and asked me if uh, we would just prefer Kool-Aid because I didn't like any of the wines he kept giving me, LOL. <laughs> Afterward, he said we could wander all over, but the buildings were all closed up for the season, but the yards were fine for us to tour. We took a whole lot of pictures, and like any reasonable adult human who had tasted too much wine, we tried every window and door we came across to see if we could get in. Sure. Of course, that's the reasonable thing to do. They weren't just locked, but they were barred up, and the doors also had padlocks at about six feet of height. The place is really beautiful, but at this point, it was totally abandoned except for that one guy. So, here's a picture we took. And in this picture, it shows her on the left and her friend on the right, and there's this little kid. So, they're standing underneath this building. It's like an opening for a car to drive through, but there's a little bay window. Mm -hmm. And you can see a little kid's face peeking out of this window way above them, uh, this building that they're under, looking down at them. And it says, if you go to that website, you will see that one of the first things they say is that children are not permitted under any circumstances on the entire, entire estate. So, what the crap is that? Spokane has a couple of famously haunted places, but this is never mentioned as one of them. So, I really don't know what this is about. But um, aside from a couple of weird things, she says, that's all I've got. But I am telling you, this picture is freaky. And you can definitely see a little kid's face in the window, plain as day. And I mean, the place was abandoned. Even that guy had told her I'm the only person on the property because it's closing up pretty much for the season. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Jen. I appreciate it. And I will get in touch with you and make sure it's okay that I share your spooky little photo to go along with your story. All right. So that is all. I think we freaked you out enough with things that can get buried in your face. <laughs> so, you know, pumped about that. Um, again, if anybody has any stories they want to share, please do. Um, we love reading them. We love um, sharing them with other people. And you can send those to the Haunted Visions at gmail.com. Yep. Haunted Visions um, podcast at gmail.com. See, I got that wrong. Haunted Visions podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can also message um, Rachel or I, and we will definitely um, share that. So, yep. Rachel, you got anything else for us today? Nope. Stay sp- stay uh, spooky or spoopy, how people like to say it. Spoop. Spoopy. Have you ever heard of spoopy? No. When people are making fun of spooky stuff, they say, hey, stay spoopy. No. No? Okay. Well, never mind. Just, you know, Perfect. do your own thing. Be good to one another. Give us your ghost stories. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, and have a great, great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Sleep tight. Don't let the ghosties bite. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.